Offense, play fast. Defense, swarm. Swarm and tackle. Attack. We got out block them. We got out tackle them. We got out hit them and hustle. It's real simple. You out block them, you out tackle them, you out hit them, and you out hustle. Let them know. Leave no doubt tonight. Leave no doubt tonight. No doubt. Welcome in. It is bowl season. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview College Football Edition. I am AJ Hoffman, joined as I have been all season long by Scott Seidenberg. Hello, Scott. AJ, I'm ready for it. Bowl season is finally here. Uh, I wish these games meant more in terms of the playoffs, but these are still important games for some of these kids who never had an opportunity to play in a postseason game. Man, it's always wild trying to handicap motivation. Mm-hmm. And now you it, it was like, are, is this guy going to go play in the NFL? I don't know. That was part of the handicap, though. Yep. Opt-outs. Now it's transfer portal. Yeah, and, and, and also what we've seen over the past couple of years as the bowl games have become less and less meaningful – uh, is that coaches are starting to treat these games, not starting, they have been. They treat these games as the start of next season. So a lot of these coaches use this as an opportunity to get looks at guys before the spring. So you see them in real live game action. You see what they do in game situations. So you know what you have going into next season. The weird thing is, though, now you've got guys who are saying, I'm in the transfer portal, but I'm going to play in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. So now that adds a whole nother layer to things. I, it's going to be, listen, it's going to be a learning process for everybody. I'm excited to, to figure it out, though, try to master it. Uh, let's jump into the games. We are going to do, this is the first bowl edition. We're going to go all the games between Saturday, December 16th, and Tuesday, December 19th. And that'll take you through the uh, Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. And uh, that will, on that Tuesday, mm-hmm. we'll do another episode and we'll take care of the next week. And so on and so forth until we get to the playoffs where the games actually matter. Uh, so let's jump into week one of the bowl games. And Scott, on Saturday, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, we've got Georgia Southern minus three and a half against Ohio. Total of 48 and a half. And here's what we know for Georgia Southern cornerback Jalen Denton, who hasn't played since week seven, so it's not a huge loss, but he has entered the transfer portal. Their starting uh, running back, well, their leading rusher, Jalen White, as well as their starting linebacker, Isaac Walker, did not play in their regular season finale for Ohio. A little bit more important here. Starting quarterback Curtis Rourke. Starting wide receiver Miles Cross. Starting running back Ben Gora. Backup running back Sean Allison. Tight end Amarone Roan. And linebacker Key Thompson all entered the transfer portal. And they were already without wide receiver Jacoby Jones, who got injured earlier in the season. And backup C.J. Harris uh, is out for the season as well. Parker Navarro. It looks like he's going to be the guy that they will turn to. Yeah, and listen, this Ohio offense was pretty lifeless to begin with. I mean, for max standards, it was decent, but most of that was because Curtis Rourke was solid, and you know, you're, now he's with that. He, he's not there. Uh, Parker Navarro has 65 passing yards on the season. He's more of a runner. 
Okay, he's got 100 rushing yards yeah. on the seat. So he's going to be the leading rusher and, and thrower available for the team. That's not ideal. Uh, and for Georgia Southern, I mean, Jalen White's a big deal. Uh, and and Davis, Davis Brand is pretty meh at quarterback. But when you go through Ohio's schedule and you look at the, the passing offenses they've seen, there's not many. And this, this Georgia Southern offense may be one of the better ones they've seen. Ohio typically wins with defense. I just don't know where their points come from in this game. Like Ohio State was three eight and one to the under this season, one of the most under heavy teams in the country. Now they're without all their playmakers. I lean to Georgia Southern on the side, but they died on the back end of the season. They just like the last four weeks, they just didn't show up. So to me, rather than try and see if maybe I get some life out of Georgia Southern here, I think I'm just going to look to an under. It feels like the safest play. One of the funniest things that I saw was that Ohio had 14 rushing touchdowns this season. Curtis Rourke, Bangura, and Allison accounted for all of them. That does not surprise me. And neither of them will be playing in yep. this game. Uh, they don't have the players offensively to to win in a shootout, so if this is a high-scoring game, Georgia Southern's going to win this one. But you're right. I think I'd rather look towards the under just because I don't know where the points are going to come from, especially from Ohio. And I think Ohio's defense – I mean, Ohio's defense has been stout all year. They're going to be mm-hmm. stout again. I, I, I don't see any reason They've why they have only allowed be. 23 points just one time this season yeah. when they lost to Miami 30-16. to 16. This just – it feels like a to- – I would have expected this total to be like below – like 45, maybe even a, a notch below 45. So mm-hmm. we're getting it over 48. Uh, feels like maybe there's some value in the under. Uh, let's look at the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Jacksonville State, three point favorites against Louisiana. 59.5 is our total here, Scott. And here's what we're looking at for uh, Jacksonville State their place kicker is in the transfer portal. Alan Karachik. That's a big deal. He's he's literally, I mean, he's one of the better G5 kickers. Mm-hmm. He's a very good kicker. So I know it sounds dumb, but it's an important it's an important guy to be missing. Their stud edge rusher, Jalen Swain, did not play in their regular season finale, and they're already without starting cornerback Jabari Mack. He hasn't played since week eight. Yeah, and from what I was reading, J-Rock, uh, J-Rock Swain, who is like – one, one of the best edge rushers in in the country not mm-hmm. just g5 like he's a legit stud um yeah, I, I don't I don't know his status I don't know that he's gonna play it looks like maybe leaning towards no uh here's what I know though this is a, a this has got to be a big motivation discrepancy Jacksonville State this is their Super Bowl they weren't supposed to get a bowl game. Mm-hmm. you know they, they went eight and four in their first year they got a waiver they were writing letters to congressmen. Guess what? They got a bowl game. You know they're going to be pumped. That's why. That's why I think everybody but the kicker is playing in this game. Um, I, meanwhile, like just a couple of years ago, Louisiana was like top of the Sun Belt under Billy Napier, and, and now they're six and six playing in a crummy bowl game that's like two hours from home. I can't imagine they're I don't thrilled think, about. But this. I don't think they think it's a crummy bowl game. You realize seven of Louisiana's eleven bowl games have been the New Orleans Bowl. Do, this is like their home bowl. Do you think that's a, that's a good thing? That's, that, you, that's the best you're going to get. <laughs> listen, as someone who color, covered a college program, and listen, this, when you're down there, all you want to do is play in the Bourbon Bowl. You know, <laughs> if, you, if you're a CLSU, we're going to the Bourbon Bowl. <laughs> uh, I think there is something too when you when you play the same bowl game over and over. Like for Texas, 
the worst years were if they were going to the Alamo Bowl because mm. it's like an hour and a half down the road. It's just a big disappointment. And it feels like this would be a disappointment for Louisiana. Uh, Zion Chris has a broken leg. He was basically the only reason Louisiana had kind of a midseason resurgence. Um, and now they're going against a defense that's top five nationally against the run. The the like I said, G, with J Rock Swain out, that's a question mark. But I, I still think this is an elite run defense. And on the other side, you've got a Rich Rod offense that wants to go fast. They're going to run the ball down your throat. Taking on a Louisiana defense, 90th nationally in rushing yards allowed. Only Air Force, Army, and Liberty mm-hmm. had more rushing attempts than Jacksonville State this year. Uh, their strengths of schedules were basically even, despite Louisiana playing in a better conference. I, I'm going to take the motivated team who's been more consistent on both sides of the ball. This is ticked down. It was three and a half. Now that it's at three, I feel like maybe there's a little value on Jacksonville State. So I'll, I'll look to Jacksonville State here. Yeah, some injuries on the offensive line for Louisiana as well. Nathan Thomas, their starting left tackle, will not play. He's having surgery. And uh, starting center Landon Burton might not be healthy enough to play in this game. He missed time to end the season. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But injuries on the offensive line means I don't like their running attack. And I don't think that they're going to be able to score enough points to win this game. This season, when they don't score 31 or more, they're 0-6. And I think that's what it's going to take to beat Jacksonville yeah. State. And I don't think they're getting there. Uh, let's look to the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. What a good name that one is. Appalachian State, minus 6.5 against Miami of Ohio. Total is at 47. Starting quarterback from Miami, Avion Smith is in the transfer portal, as well as cornerback Jeremiah Caldwell. We already know that Quarterback Brett Gabbert's been out for the year, so getting the start is Henry Hessen. Uh, five passes he's attempted. Zero against D1 competition. Yeah. And That's all Robert Morris that he was playing. For App State, their edge rusher Donovan Spellman, running back Nate Noel, wide receivers Milan Tucker and Deshaun Davis in the transfer portal. Okay, so a, a lot – I mean, I was ready to hammer Miami of Ohio. The Avion Smith news surprised me. I, I don't know where he thinks he's going to go and and be better. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Um but Henry Hessen, I, I can't imagine. Like, if Avion Smith was playing, that it, it means Henry Hessen is not good at sports. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be with App State, like you said, Nate Noel out for App State, two of their more productive wide receivers. That's bad news because Miami has the best defense in the MAC. They were allowing under 17 points per game this season. They have one of the best special teams units in the country, maybe the best kicker in the country, who went into the portal. And then came back and said, you know what? F it. I'm sticking around. They just can't score. And with Hessen, it's it's going to be more apparent that they can't score. You, you, can't, you can run on App State. Um, you know, Troy put up 271 yards on him in the, in the Sun Belt Championship game. 7.7 yards per carry. I think that they're going to try and run the ball. Keep their, uh, you know, keep App State's defense on the sideline as much as possible. And, yeah, keep their offense on the side and hope to win it with defense and special teams when they have to. I think this is an under game. Uh, I think the last thing they want to do is be throwing it with Hessen. So I, the line is shot up in favor of App State, which I, is like, again, if, if I like the under, I'm starting to lean more and more towards the dog. So I, I lean Miami of Ohio. I like the under here, 47. 
I like the under as well because Miami's defense is great against the run. Um, good pass rush. They good um, in points allowed. They didn't allow more than sixteen points to anyone in their last five games. That's uh, including the MAC championship game. They didn't allow over twenty-one points to anyone in their last ten games this season. Uh, but as far as App State's D, they led the Sun Belt in takeaways, so they're good at getting after the foot, going after the quarterback, and creating havoc. So I think both defenses come up with plays in this game. I would lean towards the under. One note about App State, 3-0 and against MAC opponents in bowl games. We will save the Isleta New Mexico Bowl. You think that's how you say it? Isleta? 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 I don't know. And the Starco Brands LA Bowl. We'll save that for the best bets portion of the program here. And we'll skip ahead to the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. This is the only... Power 5 versus Power 5 matchup this week. Texas Tech, minus 2.5 against Cal. 57.5 is the total. And you got a lot of transfers to tell me about here. Yeah. So, all right. Let's let's, let's get this thing going here. We'll start with Texas Tech, all right? Quarterback Tyler Shaw. We know he's gone, right? And he didn't really play in the later half of the season anyway. But we know he's gone. Starting wide receiver, Miles Price. Starting wide receiver, Jerron Bradley. Wide receiver, Luke Fongi. Backup running back, Cameron Valdez. Tight end, Jaden York. Wide receiver, Namaya Martinez. Wide receiver, J.J. Sparkman. Starting left tackle, Monroe Mills. Offensive tackle, Matt Keeler. Offensive guard, Landon Peterson. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Also, stud defensive tackle, Jalen Hutchins. Had surgery. He's yep. going to miss this game. Uh, starting safety, Tyler Owens and defensive end, Steve Linton, did not play in their season finale. Starting middle linebacker, Jacob Rodriguez, will not play. And uh, starting left guard, Cole Spencer, has not played in a while due to a toe injury. That's a lot. Yes. Let's go to Cal. <laughs> Quarterback Ben Finley, gone. Quarterback Sam Jackson, gone. Backup offensive lineman Everett Johnson, offensive lineman Braden Rome, linebacker Caleb Elarms Orr, cornerback Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah Irby, linebacker Blake and Zulatos, uh, all transfer portal, and they already lost their starting linebacker Jackson Sermon in the middle of the season, likely starting at quarterback Fernando Mendoza. Who did start the last six, seven games of the season, 13 mm-hmm. touchdowns, seven picks. Oh, wide receiver Taj Davis no longer with the program. Yeah. Um, he's Mendoza's nothing special. Jay not is though, and he's going to be the key for the Cal offense, and he'll be the focal point for Tech's defense. The biggest issue for Cal is their defense. The secondary is just disgusting, and I think that's where Tech is gonna is gonna attack. Assuming that Baron Morton is ready to go, uh, it looks like he's trending towards playing in this game. You mentioned all those Texas Tech wide receivers out. Their top option, Xavier White, he's going to play. That's the good news. Um, I like Tech a little better on both sides of the ball. But then when I started going through their their schedule, their best win this season was a three-point win over Kansas. Of their six wins, Kansas and UCF are bowl eligible. Central Florida is barely bowl eligible at 6-6. Six six. It's just hard for me to trust either one of these teams. I lean Tech, but I think it's going to be a stay away from me. I don't know what to make of this game. Um, Cal, when allowing 34 points or more, they're 1-5 this year. When they give up fewer than 34 points, they're 5-1 this year. <laughs> so 
pick a number for Texas Tech. How many are they going to get? And that, that's what you can think about. Joey McGuire, head coach of uh, Texas Tech, is 1-0 and in bowl games. Justin Wilcox of Cal is 1-1 and in bowl games. And I just don't, I don't know. The Cal defense really is not doing anything. Yeah, uh, They allow 417 yards per game. The secondary allows 283 yards per game through the air. But their last two games, they, they yeah. held down UCLA, held down... Uh, well, that's the thing, because a lot of their numbers are skewed by who they played this year, because yeah. they, they got beat up by some really good offenses like Washington and Oregon and whatnot. So I think the, I think the, the, the fascinating number here is 34 points. Um, Texas Tech, when failing to get 34... Two and six. When they did score 34, 4-0. So if Texas Tech scores four, 34 points, you have them at 4-0, and you have Cal at 1-5. and five. 34 is the magic number. So it sounds like Texas Tech in the over or Cal in the under. P- pretty correlated. Yes. Parlays there. Yeah, I like it. Uh, all right, let's look at Monday, the famous Toastery Bowl. So this is the Bahamas Bowl. Okay. The Bahamas Bowl, because of uh, construction at the stadium, has been relocated to Charlotte, North Carolina, and to, I guess, acknowledge sponsors for the uh, relocation of the game. The Bahamas Bowl, for this year only, is now the famous Toastery Bowl. What's the famous Toastery? It's Toastery that's well-known. I'm not familiar with it. Is the problem? <laughs> it's probably something that's in uh, that's in North Carolina or whatever. It's actually a let's see, famoustoastery.com. It looks like a restaurant. Okay, right? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, all at once. Wow. <laughs> so it's like uh, it's like IHOP then or Denny's. Oh, but they closed one of their South Charlotte locations just six months after opening. Oh, well, that's wow. not good. I, they need some hype here off the famous Toastery Bowl. All right, that's uh, Old Dominion minus two and a half against Western Kentucky. Total of 55 and a half. For Western Kentucky, left guard Quantavius Leslie, two-time first-team Conference USA player, is in the transfer portal. Their starting center, Vincent Murphy, Transfer portal. Starting right tackle, Wes Dorsey. Transfer portal. Starting quarterback, Uptown Stout. Upton Stout. Starting linebacker, Desmond Baker. Starting safety, Talik Allen. All in the transfer portal. Boy, that's a lot of starters, AJ. That is a lot of starters. In the transfer portal. Uh, for Old Dominion, wide receiver, Javon Harvey. Wide receiver, Jordan Bly. Starting safety, Terry Jones. Defensive lineman, Devin Brandt Epps. Wide receiver, Marcus Ball. And their starting punter, Ethan Dwayne transfer portal yeah and probably the biggest key for uh old dominion is jason henderson who is the best linebacker in the conference he is the nation's leading tackler he will miss this game yeah he's out out with an injury but the lines flipped on this game old dominion opened i think plus two and a half and they're now minus two and a half um ODU got they they looked dead in the middle of the season and won the last couple games to get into the bowl game i feel like um they're going to be stoked to be in the bowl game. A lot of these kids haven't played in a bowl game before. Western Kentucky, they're in way worse shape, like you mentioned, from the transfer portal standpoint. Basically, their entire offensive line, three of their four starters in the secondary. And you didn't mention him, but Austin Reed, the more I've been reading, looks like he may may not play. He, he's The backup quarterback's already opted out. Mm-hmm. But if Austin Reed doesn't play, they're in trouble. Uh, the Tyson Helton, the head coach for Western Kentucky, they asked him yesterday if Reed was going to start in the bowl game. And he said, everyone's at practice. Everyone's getting reps. And they said, so do you expect Austin to play in the bowl game? He said, 
I don't have a comment on that. Yeah. That sounds what, like <laughs> what what I think in this game is like what I said earlier in the pod that a lot of coaches treat some of these bowl games like an early start at next year. And with all these starters gone on the offensive line and on the defensive side of the football and likely starting redshirt freshman quarterback Turner Helton. Oh. It feels like this is an opportunity for WKU to get a look at what they have going into next year. Oh, that doesn't sound right. Is Turner Helton the coach's son? Well, he's either that or Clay Helton's son or Todd Helton's son. But <laughs> I bet it's the coach's son. Oh, I bet he's terrible. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I've, I've watched tape on Turner Helton. But when you said his name, it made me go. He's the nephew of the coach. Okay. He is. He is. He is Clay. T- Clay Helton's son. son. Okay. I didn't know that Clay Helton and Tyson Helton were brothers. I did know that, but I didn't know that. But uh, so <laughs> I was joking when I said he's either Clay Helton's son or not. He is. He's he Clay Helton's son. Helton's son. Okay. <laughs> um, ODU is like here's where I like ODU in this game, or at least lean heavily towards them. They are one of the most explosive teams offensively in the country. They get big chunk plays, and that's going to that's gonna work against a team that's apparently got three of their four secondary starters in the portal. Uh, if you're looking for big chunk plays, it may help to have a bunch of guys in the secondary who haven't played. So <laughs> this, this feels like Western Kentucky is, has been disappointing all season. This was a team that underperformed despite Reed having a big year. They were supposed to compete for the, you know, for the conference, and they just they weren't very good. Uh, so it's a, it's a strong lean to ODU. There, there's no way I can back Western Kentucky without knowing if Austin Reed's playing because if it's the coach's mm-hmm. nephew, I want nothing to do with Western Kentucky. Um, if Austin Reed plays, this this feels like the numbers about right. Uh, but I, I, I'm starting to think that he's not going to play, so I, I'm leaning towards Old Dominion. So am I. I just can't do it without the certainty of Austin Reed and without all those players, without all those starters, I, like I said, I think Western Kentucky looks at this as the start of next season already. All right, let's get to the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. This is one of my favorite bowl plays, and I, I'm i going to be in-pocket guy because this was a, a game that I played very early in mm-hmm. the process. I played UTSA minus nine. My clients got UTSA minus nine. Lines currently UTSA minus 12 and a half against Marshall. It's not high enough. Give, give me, I guess, before I get into the handicap, go ahead and give me who's opting out of this game. Uh, for UTSA, cornerback Cyrus Dumas, but he hasn't played since yeah. week nine. But most importantly, AAC Defensive Player of the Year, edge rusher Trey Moore, is in the transfer portal. He's, he's the only one not playing, though. He's right? the only one not playing. Now, to counteract that, their head coach, Jeff Trailer, though, is back. Is back. He no one is thought he coaching was coaching them. Yes. For Marshall, starting quarterback Cam Fancher, transfer portal, which means quarterback Cole Pennington, Chad Boy. Pennington's son, yeah. will play in this game. And the drop off from Cam Fancher to Cole Pennington this season has been stark. Cole Pennington, like, I, I was hoping that he was going to be really good because it would have been fun to see Cole Pennington play good football at Marshall. Mm-hmm. He's just not very good. So that's that's going to be a problem, I think, for uh, for Marshall. The guy I'm going to be looking for is Rasheen Ali, and he's not announced in or out yet. He's practicing, but he's also uh, accepted a spot in the in the Shrine game. Um, if he doesn't play, there's a home run spot for UTSA. But 
Frank Harris is playing. He's in like his 9,000th college football game, which this will be his last one. I think year seven, they're like, enough already. You're done. Um, But like you said, I think the Jeff Trailer thing is huge. I I think they're going to be fired up for this game. I think there's going to be a strong fan contingency up there outside of Dallas. Uh, and, and like I said, when you when you see a team that's got om- the almost everyone is playing, mm-hmm. that tells you they're stoked to be there. And I think UTSA is one of those teams stoked to be there. I'm with you as it stands. I still like UTSA. Anything under two touchdowns. I also think this game goes over the total. Um, I, I think you see a lot of fun offense from UTSA. Maybe a little. From uh, from Marshall, but I, I would go UTSA team total. Over. It might be the smarter move, um, but I, I like UTSA in this game. Even at twelve and a half, I, I, I'd still be interested in UTSA. Yeah, it's all about Frank Harris for me. Um, Seven point five yards per attempt this season, thirty second in EPA, 29th best catch ball percentage. He rushed for five point five yards per carry. Seventeen of his fifty two attempts went for ten yards or more. It's a virtual home game for them. I mean, it's 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 close enough, right? And I think they'll have a lot of fans there. Well, the numbers already up to thirteen. AJ, uh, I think I think this is a big win for UTSA. All right, let's get to uh, before we get to best bets. I guess give the people a way to save some money. Sure, with pregame with bowl season, you can save twenty percent off of anything at pregame.com. The promo code is score twenty. Score 20 will get you 20% off anything at pregame.com. This includes the new 2024 all-access from your favorite pregame pro with the rest of 2023 included. Nice. So you can get a start on next year. The last few weeks for free? You get, yeah, take 20% off it. And you get the rest of this year for free. So the next couple of weeks for free. And you get all of 2024 from your favorite pregame pro. Score 20 gets you 20% off anything at pregame.com. All right, let's get to best bets. And I guess uh, uh, you'll take the lead since your game is first in the rotation order. We'll go to the either Isleta or Isleta. I'm not sure. New Mexico Bowl. New Mexico State minus three. Against Fresno State, total 51 and a half. Where are you going with the best bet? So I'm going to be going with New Mexico State, the home team. Uh, first off, Fresno State's limping into this game. They struggled at the end of the season. They lost to New Mexico, which New Mexico State beat. New Mexico's and, dreadful, yes, by the way. And they lost. Uh, Fresno State lost to them, and they lost to San Diego State. Also, really, also bad. really, really bad. Most importantly, they're going to be without their head coach in this game. Jeff Tedford is stepping away for health issues. Meanwhile, Jerry Kill has had a phenomenal season coaching this New Mexico team. However, wasn't named a finalist for the uh, Coach of the Year award? No? No? Okay. Maybe that motivates his players. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe they want to, uh, they want to rally for Jerry Kill. But here's the deal. New Mexico has been playing solid football all year. They're going to run. They're so good in the trenches. Diego Pavia, the quarterback, is expected to play in this game. He's going to have opportunities. Not only is he playing, wide receiver Eli Stowers is playing as well. Jerry Kill told reporters, quote, having those two guys will certainly make a difference in what we can accomplish on offense, end quote. It's a scrappy team. It's a, it's a really, it's a team that's playing so well this year. It's a team that, 
came out of nowhere. I thought they were going to be bad this year. They went 10-4, and one of the best teams against the spread in the country. And I think that it's their time to shine here in a a, a virtual home game uh, going up against Fresno State. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I certainly lean to New Mexico State. Um, Fresno just fell apart down the stretch. They were, like, in line to be the New Year's Six G5 team, Mm -hmm. like, with five weeks left in the season, and they just melted. I I don't know. the, The losses to New Mexico and San Diego State are just gross. But this number's where I've got it, got the game power rated. New Mexico State certainly playing better right now. Obviously, they, I mean, Liberty was too much for them, but they won eight straight leading up to it, including mm-hmm. a win, a, a three touchdown win at Auburn. The thing that scares me about New Mexico State is I still remember them losing to UMass. I still remember them losing to Hawaii. It was and the it's first like, game of the season, though. The loss to UMass. Yeah. And the Hawaii loss was after the rivalry game against New Mexico, so maybe that was a a, a, try, a letdown game. They right? ha- they have a low floor, but I think they have a higher ceiling right now than Fresno. They does. went to Auburn and went thirty one ten. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So uh, I'll endorse it. Um, it's because, like I said, my power number, my power ratings say this is the right line. But certainly, New Mexico State, I think they're going to be more stoked to be. Remember, Fresno won the Mountain West last year. Yeah. This is a disappointment. To be in the New Mexico mm-hmm. Bowl, this is a disappointment. And it's, so. a, it's a trip that New Mexico State has made before. They've already played in this stadium this year when they beat New Mexico. So I think they'll have a lot of fans there, and it, it's their time to shine. This is going to be all about them. All right. Uh, for my best bet, I'm going to go to the Starco Brands L.A. Bowl. Jimmy Kimmel must have ran out of money. I don't yeah, know I thought it was Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Yeah. Uh, the this line is UCLA minus four and a half against Boise State. Total forty nine and a half. You want to hit me with the uh, the transfer news in this one? Well, the biggest one is starting quarterback for Boise State, Taylor Green. Will not be playing in starting this game. quarterback for Arkansas now apparently. Yeah, and starting Which, this blows my mind mm-hmm. that, that he was able to up transfer. Like I, yeah. th- you, I don't know if I've said a good thing about him all season long, and now he's got a better job. He's a big body and he can run the football. Yeah, you know, I watched him in that uh, in that championship game against UNLV uh, up close and personal, and the dude can certainly run the football. And I just, I've always felt that like it's it's funny we were having this conversation when we were at the game watching him play. It's like. Uh, and we were talking to a bunch of Boise State fans as well, saying, man, uh, how is this kid not a Power 5 quarterback? Like, he looks like a coach. Can't throw the ball. He looks like a coach could take him and and turn him into Cam Newton. Like, you know, he's, he's a big-bodied guy that can run the football. And you know what? I bet you it's going to happen now at, at his next stop here in the SEC. Uh, but for UCLA, their quarterback situation has been in flux all season. Yeah. One of the rotation players, Dante Moore, will not be – a part of this game. And it sounds like Michigan is where he's going to end up. Um, the Here's where I'm at with this game. Also, side note, defensive coordinator Danton Lynn left to take the job at USC. And uh, Leatu Latu, the, the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, he opted out for the draft, so he's not in the transfer pool. He's going to the NFL. And quarterback coach Ryan Gunderson took the Oregon State OC job. It, here's where I'm at. This is... Maddox Madsen, who's the backup quarterback for Boise, he's out for the season already. So they're going to be going with a freshman, a true freshman, and C.J. Tiller. They're going to try to run everything through Ashton Jinty. He's their best player. Uh, they want to get him the ball regardless of who plays quarterback. They they have to feed Ashton Jinty to have any kind of success. And he said he's playing in this game. That's a big deal for them. The problem is 
it's so tough to run against UCLA. They are second nationally in rushing yards allowed, 69 yards per game. Nice. 2.3 yards per carry. Or at least it was hard to run on them. You mentioned De'Anton Lynn at USC now, and and Latu is is out, so we'll see. But I, here's, I, I just don't know where the offense comes from for Boise. If, if they say, we're committing, we know that you guys can't throw on us. They could, you couldn't throw with a starting quarterback. You're not throwing with a third-string guy. I trust that UCLA's defense is still going to dominate this game. I think they can just sell out against the run. It's going to be hard for Boise to do anything. My best bet for the pod is going to be Boise's team total under 22.5. It's a low number. I just I think they have a hard time getting there because I, I don't know where their offense comes from. I, I just don't I don't see it's it's a one man show and their one man does the thing that, that UCLA is best at stopping. So I, I think UCLA just just shuts this uh this D or this offense down. I don't trust UCLA's offense because mm-hmm. I don't know who's gonna play quarterback. Th- that's why I'm against kind of the full game under. Uh I mean I certainly lean that way, but I just think it's it's easier to to pull out and attack the weak part, which is going to be Boise at 22 and a half. So there you go. Best bets, New Mexico State minus three. Boise State, team total under 22 and a half. Scott, you got anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, I think because it's bowl season and we just announced the first couple of games which have the greatest names, because usually the early bowl games have the greatest oh, names. Start naming them after fruit later. It's yeah, boring. I figured let's play one game of bowl, 300 are open. And it's my favorite game to play around bowl okay. season. We did it last year. I will give you the name of an event, All right. and you will have to tell me, is it a college football bowl game? Is it a, a NASCAR race? A NASCAR race or a PGA Tour event? Okay. All right. Here we go. Your first guess, the Puerto Rico blank. I'm going to go the Puerto Rico Open. Puerto Rico Open is the correct. Golf. Yes. Okay. All Puerto right. Rico Open is a golf tournament. One and oh, baby. No Puerto Rico Bowl this year. There's no Bahamas Bowl even this year. Uh, here we go. Uh, two more. The 68 Ventures blank. 68 Ventures Bowl. That is correct. In Mobile, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, yeah. South Alabama against Eastern Michigan. Okay. The 76 blank. The 76. I'm going to go with the 76 is a golf event. No. Mm. Now, I could have, I cheated a little bit here because uh, I could have said the name of the location. It's the 76 Birmingham Bowl. Now, I tried to trick you there because 76 is the gas station. I thought you'd say it was a NASCAR event. No, you did trick me. Yeah. Uh, and here's one more for you. The Advent Health blank. Uh, Advent Health sounds like a NASCAR race. That's the Advent Health 400 at Let's Kansas go. Speedway. One, That's not bad. By Denny Hamlin this year. Okay, I did all right, <laughs> I feel did, like. You did well. You did well. For someone who doesn't doesn't watch uh, two of those three sports, I feel like I did all right. It's it's harder because like the, the trickier bowl games are the ones that we just went over here on the podcast. Yeah. So if I were to, to- told you, like, what's the, um, uh, the Starco Brands blank? 
you would have been like, ah, eh, it's probably a NASCAR. Especially race. these newer ones. Yes. Yeah. The the yeah the fi- the famous toastery blank. I would have never. I don't think one. you would have guessed bowl game yeah, on if that. We one. hadn't just done it. You're right. <laughs> so uh, all right, uh, Scott. It's uh, it's 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 a, the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, guys, good luck with your bets this week. Like I said, we'll be back next Tuesday, same normal time, and we'll do all the the upcoming games for that week, and hopefully have a uh, couple more winners under our belt. We will talk to you guys next week.